What's going on, Bro Talk Nation? Man, so glad to be back, man. Uh, man, I missed the nation out there. I missed everybody out there. I hope everybody's doing well. Um, I hope everybody's been uh, doing fine. I know numbers are going up crazy everywhere. I hope everybody's being safe. Uh, but man, what a day to be back, man. First and foremost, man, I want to um, ask for Bro Talk uh, for prayers uh, for my brother E. Uh, just praying for his strength right now. Um, need the whole Bro Talk Nation on this one. Uh, the more prayers we have, uh, more more God will hear us. Uh, so I'm asking you guys to push that up. Pray for his strength. Uh, pray to give him, you know, his spirit. Uh, give that, give his spirit that strength that he needs, man. <sighs> All right. Now that that's out the way, man. Oh my goodness. Do do I have a series for y'all? All right. First and foremost, man, I just got to thank God for all the things he's been pushing to me in this two week hiatus. Um, it was exactly what bro talk needed. Um, it was exactly what I needed to be able to uh, hear what God was saying to us. Um, if you paid attention to the episode prior to this one, you would have seen that uh, we were starting off a new series uh, where we were talking about the old versus the new, right? And uh, shout out to uh, Apostle Gwen and also my uncle, uh, you know, Reverend Lewis, who came on and gave an amazing word. So if you haven't checked that one out, go back, uh, hop on Spotify, Apple iTunes, hit up on Bro Talk Instagram, the Facebook page, and go watch episode 27. We were we were taken off on that series, and I tell you, God put us in a halt, and He laid something on us that told us we were moving too fast. And you know, it's a testimony just speaking right now, because you know we thought, hey man, this is gonna be an amazing series talking about the old versus the new. We was gonna bring on some people. We had a lot of things to talk about, and God put us in a halt. And he laid a series down on me and my brother that we have to get out. And no matter what I tried to do, no matter how I tried to deny, I just kept coming back, giving me this word. So I'm going to start it off by going back about how this whole mini series that we about to kick off uh, started off. Most of the things that we talk about on Bro Talk are, are everyday journeys that me and E have went through. Uh, that we're going through. So one day after work, uh, it was me, my brother E, uh, my sister uh, Moore. We were outside of work and I can't remember what was going on, but we were talking and it hit me like it literally knocked me off my feet because I was talking about my past and talking about how, you know, I lost a promotion. Um, I was talking about how, you know, I, I just couldn't shake what was going on. And it, I mean, God came down there right there because three people were crowded talking about God and he showed up and he hit me with this, 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 this phrase that I cannot let go. I know something more is coming from this. He hit me with winning in a losing season. And I'm about to dive right into this winning in a losing season. It's all going to make sense, all right? But that is the new mini series that we about to kick off. So first and foremost, God, just 
come to me, God, and speak through me, God. I pray that you just amplify my voice on here. I hope this touches somebody and bring them close back to you, God, as you teach us, God, about winning in a losing season, Lord. Thank you. Praises in advance. All right, let's go. Bro talk. All right. So this is all going it, to, it, it's going to be crazy. I'm on here by myself. I don't got E to calm me down. So y'all about to get a whole bunch of antics. I'm telling y'all, but we're going to have fun with it. And we're going to hear the word of God. And we're just going to let God come over and take over the airways. All right. So winning in a losing season, what does that mean? What is all going through Jamarcus? That's what you're asking. I'm going to break it down. So we were sitting outside there talking and I was like, man, hey, all my life, I've been winning and losing seasons. Think about it like this. For all the brothers out there who watch NBA and all the females who watch sports, well, I'm, I'm going to break it down for you in the NBA style, right? So I was sitting there talking and I was like, man, it's just like I've been on, I've, I've been the star on the team. I'm averaging all the points. I'm doing everything great. I got all the accolades myself. I look good. The, the cameras is always on me. I, I get the front page of the newspapers. I get the, you know, the, the interviews afterwards. Everything is going on. But my team was steady losing. Like my team was still taking L's. And I was winning. I was getting everything that I needed from the sport. I, I was getting everything that I needed and I was losing. So I was sitting here like, man, like, I, God, like you never painted this picture for me. You, you got to You got to You got to break it down for me even more. And I thought about it, like what type of general manager I had at that time. Right. Because at that time I wasn't following. I wasn't following nothing. I was just a star on the court putting up numbers. I was just a star on the court getting all the accolades. I was just a star on the court who was keeping the ball in his hands, making sure that I got my stats, the 30, 10, and 10. I had the triple doubles. I had all of the records, but my team was still struggling. I never brought anybody up with me that was there with me. I was the only one who was getting better. On Madden, my rating would have been 99, but the rest of the team would have been 70s and below. So at no point would I have, I won, but the team was still losing. The team didn't look good. It was only me that was shining at that time. It never hit me until that day. I was literally walking in the parking lot in circles, sitting up here like, how did I miss what was going on? I can tell you how I missed because I had to go to the word. I had to see what God was telling me. And I was like, is this in the Bible somewhere? Like if God is telling me this, it has to be in the word. And the best way you can find out is go to the word. So I started doing my study. Y'all know how I am. I get on Google. I started searching about stories. I started going through the Bible and I, and I read up, ran up on this, on this, on this Bible, like the book of the Bible that I skipped over thousands of times you know those little books in the bible that's like one to two chapters like you know uh joel and all those and the ones we skip over and we go old testament we stop like it you know deuteronomy and go straight we go straight to the new testament you know what i'm saying we skip over those ones and i, I got a joke because y'all know i'm horrible straight up horrible with words so if i mispronounce this hey we're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it okay we're just gonna roll with it but 
the name of the book that I said, okay, how, how Jamar Collins said is Habaku. That's I hope that's right. If I'm not, somebody out there put it in the chat with the little dot so we all get it right. All right. But Habaku, Habaku chapter two, verse nine through eleven in message version. I'm gonna read this out, right? It says, Who do you think you are? Recklessly grabbing and looting, living it up, acting like the king of the mountain, acting above it all, above trials and troubles. You're engineering the ruin of your own house. In ruining others, you ruin yourself. You've undermined your foundations. Whoo, man, rotting out your soul. The bricks of your house will speak and accuse you. The woodwork will step forward with evidence. Mm, that's good word. You, oh, I, before I get into it, that's some good word. Have you ever walked in the kitchen and smelt the food even before you tasted and knew that it was going to be good? And then your mom probably gave you like a, oh man, just let me taste just a little bit of the gravy, mom. And you taste the gravy and you knew that the food was going to be good already. That's what that was right there. That's good word. Now, I'm going to go and I'm going to break it down a little bit by sentence by sentence. And we're going to hop back in it. Then I got another verse and some more stories. But the part that stood out to me like this to me, when the Bible starts talking back to you, it start putting you on front street a lot. Like you got to think about this. This ain't one of them verses where it's like, oh, man, it's a good little verse. Everybody in the church feeling good. This the ones where you sitting there like. I hope they ain't talking about me. The one with a pastor be looking you right in your eyes and you sitting there like, oh, should have showed up today at church today. You know, this is one of these. This is what this is about to be like. Because it, look how it starts off. It says, who do you think you are? It didn't say who y'all are. It didn't say that. It, it got direct. It said, who do you think you are? And I got to ask, who do you think we are? Like, who did I think I was sitting there thinking I, I got it? Sitting there thinking, like, I'm the best of the best. I don't need no help. I look good. So that's all that's that's all that matters. Who did I think I was? And you gotta ask yourself, who do you think you are? You know what I'm saying? When the Bible asks you, whoa, stop, right? And then it says, living it up, acting like the king of the mountain. So I, I started thinking like, man, I'm winning in a losing season. That's most definitely thinking like you're the king of the mountain. You're the real MVP. You got it all. Everything is good as long as you're winning. But you forgot about everything else. You forgot about everyone else in your life. You forgot about the teammates around you, right? And then it says you acting above and above your own trials and troubles now that part right there that stuck out to me because you ever you ever notice when we are when our relationship with god is far and it, this is right before you get broken down to your knees and you can't do nothing but scream out i'm talking about that time right right a little bit above that when when you are everything is going wrong but you're not even noticing it or you're not giving it no attention because you're still winning. 
See, that that part right there stood out to me because I remember in a time in my life, I knew I had trials and troubles was going on. I still thought I was the 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 poop. I'm going to say poop because we, we, we on live right now. But I still thought I was the one. I still thought I was the MVP. Like these trials and troubles can't touch me. I'm still good. Like I just turned my back on the trials and troubles. I didn't ask God to come in and help me because I still felt like that I could do it alone. I think I'm asking you, like, are you at that point right now where even your trials and troubles don't bother you? Because if you at that point right now, you might want to start waking up and smelling the coffee. All right. Before you get broken down to your knees. All right. We're going to get into that. Then it says that you you engineering the ruin of your own house. That part right there, I, I you know how we are on here. We very hot. On, on bro talk we very hot so i'm gonna be i'm gonna be transparent because i know my testimony my my test that i went through is not just a testimony for myself it's a testimony for somebody out there that's listening so i myself the, the person that's talking right now i was ruining my own house because i was winning i thought everything that i needed everything that i needed to do great i thought i needed to do that outside of my household I thought that if I shined outside of the household, it will bring favor inside of the household, no matter what I do outside of the household. Let me rewind that. I thought if I shined outside of the household, it will bring favor inside of my household so that I can do whatever I wanted outside of the household. I know that touched somebody out there, but... Everything that I was doing outside of the household was ruining inside of my household. There's there's a there's a book. Um, there's a verse in the Bible. I know he brought it to me and it's in first Timothy. I can't remember the chapter and verse where it talked about if you can't even run your own household, you can't even run a church. If you can't even run your own household, you can't even run a ship. Oh, I'm getting I'm I'm, I'm getting deep right now. I'm talking about myself. If you can't even run a household, you can't even manage what you think you're managing right now. How are you managing where you work at, but you can't manage inside the household? So I'm, I'm coming in your house right now. See, we, we, we got it all twisted up. We think that, hey, if we shining outside of the house, this right here should bring favor. I need y'all to get on my on, on my trail because I'm looking good out here. So I need y'all to follow suit with me. Y'all can't really say nothing if I'm doing good outside. It don't work like that. The Bible's telling you right now, everything you're doing outside is ruining in the inside of your house. See, we forget. That's because we think, oh, we think church is just the building. We forgot We forgot how God said church is the home, right? So let, let that sink in right there. If you're, if you're ruining your household, do you not know you're ruining the church. Ooh, that I know that's sting to some of them because that just came to me. See, if we're ruining and if we can't manage our household, that's God saying you can't even manage the church. So how are you managing on the outside? Mm, let that sink in. Then it says, I'm going to skip a little down. It says you undermine your foundations. Man, that was that was that was episode one. All right. That was episode one of Bro Talk, Foundations. 
how everything started, how, how God says in Matthews, I hope your foundation is built on rock because storms is coming. He told us trials and troubles are coming, right? I hope your, your foundation is built on a rock. If it ain't, you in trouble. So now if you're not even doing that, you undermining the foundation that you built. Even if you built your foundation on rock, if you doing all this stuff that you're doing, you're undermining it. You know what you're doing? Oh, thank you, God. You're digging right underneath it so that the, the water from the storm can come underneath and flood the house. Oh, you digging right underneath so all those evil spirits come, uh, come underneath the house and flood your house with pride, flood your house with jealousy, flood your marriage with all type of things, flood your kids with bad spirits. Man, that's what you're doing. You undermining. You didn't write underneath the foundation that God and yourself has already set. Oh, thank you. All right. The bricks of your house will speak up and they will accuse you. Mm. I'm going to tell you right now. I could be a man right now. I'm going to let pride go. The bricks of my house, they came up and they, they accused me. My family told me what I was doing wrong. My, my daughter had a sit down conversation and told me, Daddy, you hurt me. I want to let you know right now, as a father, as somebody who cherished fatherhood, because I always try to be not like my father and be there in the time and not run away from the situations. I tried to be so much better than my dad was to me. I was turning out to be the same man, just in a different path. I was going down the same road. All I did was take a different path to get to the same road that he was on. So when those words came out, the bricks of the house, they came up and accused me. It, it hit me. You, I don't know if y'all seen Friday, you know, when uh, Craig and Debo was fighting. The fight changed when Craig picked up that brick and hit Debo with it. The whole fight changed. My whole fight changed when my daughter picked up the brick and she accused me of what I was doing. And I'm telling you, I was knocked out. That was the end of it. All the words that I've heard before then, in one ear and out the other. But that day, it was a wide awakening. My whole eyes got opened up, man. All right? That verse alone is strong. That verse alone got me to this whole thing. It got me started, all right? Now, the second verse I'm going to go into a little bit is in the same book, all right? But it's a little bit before that one, all right? It's chapter two, verse four. And it says, look at the man bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but so empty. I'll stop right there. That's that's winning in a losing season again. Is God pretty much telling you, look at you, man. Like, look, look at you. You bloated. You around here so pig-headed. You around here, you big-headed. You got a couple compliments. You got a couple likes. So what? You picked up chief. Oh, you shining now. You reached your, you reached your accomplishment. You reached where you were supposed to do. Look behind you. At what cost did it? At what cost did it take to get you there? At what cost did it take for you to get it? Look at you. All right. You bloated, full of himself. You winning. Everything about you is winning, Jamarcus. But your soul is empty. All right. You got all the stats, but you your team is still losing. You still in the losing season. At the end of the day, when they put up one through 16, one through eight, you still losing. All right. Let that sink in. 
to continue on, it says, but the person in right standing before God through loyalty and steady believing is fully alive, really alive. That's winning. That's pretty much telling you winning. Now let's go back into this. All right. And I'll speak about myself. So I'm sitting here thinking about winning in a losing season, sitting up here thinking about, man, I can't understand like what's going on and like how how all this is happening. And God said, listen, man, yeah, you the star. Yeah, you got all the accolades. Yeah, you reached this peak. You made it. But you know what I did? I took my eyes off the blessing, off the blesser and paid more attention to the blessing. See, what, what I did was I paid more attention to the blessing and I didn't pay attention to the blessor. I didn't I didn't really let it go in like I let the rug get pulled underneath me. Like I let everything come in and let all these accolades come in and I just stopped. I didn't even give thanks to God who blessed me with everything. And I'm being real. I don't know if this ever happened to you or if you ever had this situation, but this is what I went through the journey that I got on in this winning in a losing season. Like this is what happened to me. And God said, he, you know what's so crazy? God give us chances. He gave me chances. He was knocking on the door. I'm telling you, I can, I can go back and, and relive it all where he was just like, he was like, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you, this is what's happening. Hey, I'm trying to tell you, knock, knock. I'm here going down this wrong path. I'm gonna make a little example and I would just ignore it. I was too big for the troubles and the trials that was coming. I was like, it's all right, I'm gonna be good. Hey, if they doing it, I can do it. You know what I'm saying? That's when we start comparing ourselves to other people who are sinners. You, you get what I'm saying? We start comparing ourselves to other wrongdoers. That makes no sense. I was like, man, if he doing it and he got in, he still getting blessings. I can too, right? See, I started doing that thing. I started. I started, that's how I started talking to myself. I wasn't even talking to God. I was just talking to myself, right? So then God said, enough is enough. And he pulled, he pulled the rug right from underneath me. He said, the only way that I can get you to open up your eyes, if I take away the blessing that I blessed you with, it's the only way now. I, I know it now. And God did just that. He took away Everything. I mean, everything was on the line. And he, oh, thank you. You know what he said to me? He said, what are you going to fight for? Tell me, Jamarcus, what is more important? Your blessing or your salvation? And I said, whoo, I had to choose. And I'm asking you, have you ever had to choose? Have you ever been in a moment where God broke you down and he met and he said, what do you want? He said, do you want the blessings? Because you know what? I love you so much, Marcus. I'll give them to you. I'll let you have it. Or do you want your salvation? See, are you seeing what I'm seeing? You only looking right now, but I got the power to look beyond right now. I got the power to look at that release, at that, at that release of the reveal I showed you. See, right now you thinking this is the best version of you. You thinking this is the best that you can be. I got the power to see that this is only the beginning of who you can be. I got the power to see that this is only iOS 14.1. I can see 
14.7. See, God can see the versions that's about to come out already. We're just looking at the one that's right here and right now, the one right in our face. And we're saying, hey, I'm at the peak. I've reached I reached my top. And God is saying, are you crazy? There's so much more. There is no ceiling for where I can take you. So we got to stop that. I want to tell you right now, if you're feeling like you at that point where this is the best I can be, stop. Because God is saying, uh-uh, don't fall for the tricks. Don't fall for that word. I can take you higher. But I'm going to ask you, what do you want? Choose what do you want? God is going to give you that choice. See, this is how it all started. God loves us so much that he gives us a choice. He's going to be there. He's always standing on the other side of the door. He's already knocked. It says this in the Bible, knock, open, and I will step in, right? All he's doing is he knocked already. All you need to do is open the door. That's always two sides of what God's doing. You, He's doing his part, but we have to do our side too. The effort comes from us, all right? We can't just read it and not, we can't read it and not walk it, all right? We got to do that part. So then God, I, I'm sitting there thinking, and God is our general manager in this, thinking of the NBA season, right? God is God was my general manager. He's saying, Jamarcus, you in your free agent season right now. <laughs> and that's where I was. I, I was in free agency. I was in limbo. And he said, you can go back to your old team where you can have the stat line for the rest of your life. You'll be a Hall of Famer. You'll have everything said about you that every everything great, triple-double, all of it, everything. You have the whole stat line, but you will continue to win in a losing season. Or you can come over to my team, and what I'll do for you is I know your weaknesses. I know what you're good at and what you're not good at. See, if you ever paid attention to basketball, and, and we'll bring up Giannis. Giannis is a Hall of Fame player. I ain't even about to try to attempt to say his last name. But Giannis is a Hall of Fame player, right? He is down court to the hole, dunk on you, handles everything. But Giannis has a weakness. Giannis' shot is not better than J.J. Reddick. Or Giannis can't shoot as good as, you know, some great shooters, the Ray Allens, the Steph Currys. So he has a weakness. So as a general manager, you want to put people around Giannis that covers up his weakness. So you're not about to put other people who can only go to the hole around Giannis. Because what would the defense do? Because don't think. Uh, we got to make this point clear right here. God has a plan for our lives, but you do know Satan has a plan as well, right? Satan strategizes on how to get you just as well as God strategizes on how to get you. It's a constant battle every day. So we're going to take the defense as Satan. So if the whole team is full of non-shooters and just people that can drive, what the defense is going to do? We're going to back off. We're going to just stand underneath the goal. Y'all going to have to beat us. We're going to let y'all shoot because we know y'all ain't good at shooting. The, the jumpers broke, as we say on the court, right? So a good general manager will say, okay, 
I got a star player who can get to the hole, make his own points, and he can pass. We need to put some shooters around him because his weakness is he can't shoot. So if we spread the court with shooters, that gives him a one-on-one with the defense. He has a better chance of scoring and getting it right. Now let me bring it back to you. So here we go. God is saying, Jamarcus, on my team, what I'm going to do for you is I'm going to surround you with everybody who can cover up your weaknesses. See, right now, the team that's around you, they just like you. All they can do is go to the hole. See, all they can do is dribble. None of them got no jumper. None of them jumpers is wet. All of them putting up bricks. See, you need to be around a team that has shooters on it. See, your number's still going to be great, but your win's going to start going up. Oh, ain't that what it's all about when we start getting more dubs than L's? So shouldn't we always get around people that can cover up our weaknesses? I think somewhere in the Bible it says how God how God has the whole thing planned out with an armor that's covered from head to toe. He didn't just give us an armor for the chest. See, he knew we needed to cover the head, the feet. We needed weapons. So God is saying, come to the team so I can – I got – I got some shooters around you, Jamarcus. You can go one-on-one. Your chances are better of you scoring. Scoring, I mean, your chances are better of you getting through your day without breaking any rules. See, your chances are better without you sinning if the team around you is good. Like my wife said, like-minded. If you get a like-minded people around you, you started acting right. I'm sorry. Your habits start turning into lifestyles. See, this is how it all works out. When God starts talking up to you a little bit, he's telling you, hey, I'm going to need you to change up your team. Other than that, a good general manager is also going to say, you know what else is wrong? Your environment is wrong. See, right now, it's too much spotlight on you. I knew you came straight out of high school and all the lights and all the front pages and broad and interviews and all that was good. Sometimes God might tell you, you need to change up your city as well. So I ain't even going to bring more players around you. You need to move. You need to move from where you at and get a new environment. Your whole scenery needs to change up. See, you got you got people around you that may not help you and cover up your weaknesses, but also the city around you may not is not covering up. See, everybody is only telling you that you are shining. See, the city is calling out your name right now. Jamarcus, keep going. Or whatever name they calling out right now, the city is only calling out your accolades. But they not worried about the team that's losing. See, the city that I'm going to bring you to, not only are they going to worry about your stats, they're going to worry about the whole team. Oh, hey, I know you're doing good, but what about your marriage, though? Is your marriage doing better than your job is well? Hey, I know you're doing well, but is your kids, are your kids hearing the Christian that's coming up out of you? See, a good city is going to bring everybody around you up how you supposed to be. They're going to put the whole team in the paper. So if one person on the team is down, they're bringing everybody in the paper. It's going to say Jamarcus and his team lost. It's going to say Jamarcus and his team won. See, that's the city that the good general manager, Jesus, is going to bring you to. That's how he's going to talk to you. Not only is he going to get the team around you good, he's going to change up the city that's coming around you. My God, my God.
I hope I'm speaking to somebody out there. I hope somebody is listening to what I'm saying. Sometimes you might get moved. See, it's not just about the players around you that's going to change up. Oh, yeah, God, I didn't move some people out of my life. I didn't delete some people off Instagram. I'm still doing good. You know what, darling? You might want to delete the whole Instagram because the likes and everything still ain't carrying up your team. See, they only worrying about you. You might want to delete the entire faith Facebook. You might want to get off the whole, you know, integrity Instagram. Delete it all for a couple a couple seasons. Take a break from it all. You got to switch up a lot because the process is not going to be easy. See, we, that's a whole nother episode. I can't wait to get it on that. My brother E going to be back and we're going to have some guests on. But that's a whole nother episode about how the process, like the 76ers, how their process was to start winning again. I'm not even going to dive in an hour. That's a different one. But so we talked about how God is going to bring you and bring new players around you to cover up your weaknesses, right? I want I want to I want to dig deep on that one because as men, we have a problem with that. As men, we struggle with that. We struggle because men, we have a thing called pride. Pride. Oh, nobody really talk about it. We talk about all the other sins of the Bible. We talk about, you know, adultery. We talk about stealing. We talk about killing. We talk about lying. We talk about all the other ones and we skip over pride. And you know what's crazy about pride? It's so important because it was the first sin. See, we, 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 we tend to think that Adam and Eve was the first sin. When they, you know, bit from the apple and listened to the serpent and got kicked out. We like to tend to think, hey, I was the first sin. That wasn't the first sin. That, that's not the first one. If you mistaken, Satan committed the first sin. Satan had pride issues. See, Satan was actually an angel of worship. One of the best. He, 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 was, the, he was the lead singer. He was the hype man. The one who got the whole stage set. But then he had a problem. All the worship that was supposed to be going to God, Satan scooted over just a little bit, the Bible said. Just a tad bit to start getting some of that worship himself. And pride kicked in. And the Bible said he, as soon as it sunk in, he fell to the ground. He fell to the earth like, with, like a lightning bolt. That's how fast it was. So that was the first sin, and we skip over pride. And and that right there is what's gonna that right there is what messed me up, and it was messes over a lot of us. That pride thing about even little things like changing up the people around us. Like, I don't need to change up the people around me. Like, those people can't make me do things. That's prideful talk. That's prideful little things because it doesn't matter. And you may not be following them. You may not be doing everything they are, but words and things start to start, start to seek in. All the devil needs is a little crack in the door to be able to set in. See, we let pride get in the way of all of that. We let pride get in them at all. And we got to understand that pride is what's going to stop us from letting, from changing up the team for letting our weaknesses get covered. See, we like to be like, oh, nah, God. I'm, I'm struggling with pornography, but I'm good, though. I got the remedy. See, what I'm going to do, God, is I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do this, God. I got it. That's what I'm going to do because that's pride right there. 
That's pride speaking when we say, I'm going to do this. Have you not forgotten you've been trying to do this for 30 plus years and nothing worked? Have you forgot that you've been that you've been losing for for 30 seasons now and you still think that you got the answer? You still think that you have the answer. See, that's that's your pride talking. That's the same way the devil fell from his high place. And that's what's happening to us. We're falling from our high place because of pride. All right. Now I'm going to go into the word again and I'm going to give you another person where pride kicked in. Right. We we I, I was in first Samuel and, you know, this is first Samuel and in first Samuel, everybody go straight to Daniel. And it's an amazing story. David, David became, got anointed, became king, you know, slayed Goliath, did, did this, that. But, you know, David wasn't the first anointed king of Israel, right? He wasn't. God anointed someone else before he anointed David. There's a person in the Bible that we, we, we skip over. He anointed Saul first and as king of Israel. Like, he told Samuel, this is my man. Saul is the one. Like he went to his Samuel went to the house and Saul stood up and they said that boy was great looking. He was dark. He, he was handsome, great looking. I, I ain't saying I'm Saul, but you, you see it resemblance. But he said his shoulders like he stood taller than all other men. I ain't that tall, though, but he stood whatever. And God told Samuel, that's my dude. That's him. I, I can see it right now. That's the one. And Saul took anointment. He was good. Everything about it was great. He did exactly, he, he got the anointment and he, and he was great. But he did something wrong. I'm not going to go all into it. You can you can go through uh, 1 Samuel uh, chapter 14 all the way to chapter 18. But I'm going to paraphrase it. Samuel told Saul, hey, we're going to win a great battle. But before you do anything, I need you to wait for seven days and I'm going to return. Because I'm going to have a message from God. So Samuel is there. His army is there. They're waiting. And how many times has this happened? The people around you, they, they start trembling in fear. And what do we do in fear? We do foolish stuff in fear. Have you ever, have you ever been scared at like, you know, like at any point, like you, you broke something as a kid and what, it, what set in fear? You, you were scared your mama was about to tear that butt up. So what did you do? You either threw something away that you broke, you lied, you did something else. Fear leads straight to foolishness. If you didn't know that, fear leads straight to foolishness. Anytime you fear, you do something foolishness afterwards, all right? I'm not even going to go into that. That's something totally different. But the people around him were fearing. So Saul thought, hey, <laughs> I'm anointed. I got this. I should be able to do the sacrifice myself. God anointed me. I'm the MVP. So he took the sacrifice and he birthed it himself. He got impatient and moved without God. And right when he did it, guess who showed up? Samuel. And how many times in our lives have God told us, be still, wait for me, I will return. And we did, we said, man, it's been, it's been too long. I got to go, God. And God showed up right when we moved. Like, think about that. We're, 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 we're saying, God, I've been struggling with this for 20 plus years. And we're asking God to fix it in one week. We're asking God to make changes overnight. 
And we, he, it doesn't do that. God is not time-based. He's purpose-based. So every move he's making, every step he ordered for you, it's not for time. Did you not forget that God made earth in seven days? So you don't think he can remake you over in seven days if he wanted to? Did he not say we are not his greatest treasure? He said I, in the book of Matthew, he says, I feed the crows and they don't even come to gather for me. And you worried about you? You worried about how you're going to get fed? You worried about how rent is going to get paid? You worried about all these things? And the crows, don't they're, they're not worried daily, and they never talk to God. So why are you worried? Let that sink in. Why are you worried? But we're going to go back. So Samuel showed in and there. Here we go, fear. And he said, he goes, oh, oh whew, man, what's up, Sam? Hey, man, thank you for showing up, man. And Samuel already knew because God already told him he messed. He already told Saul he messed up. He said, hey, Samuel said, hey, bro, what'd you do? Like, what, what, what's going on? He said, hey, I, you know, I was anointed king. The people were scared. The army, they, they was trembling. So I burnt the sacrifice. I already did it. We good, right? And, and you, you ever have somebody look at you and be like, man, you messed up, man. You, come on, man. I told you just to wait seven days, man. I was going to be here, man. I had to walk. I'm not running. I had to walk. See, if I would have ran, I would have stumbled. I would have fell. I would have got hurt. I had to walk to get here. <laughs> it's crazy. So right then and there, he was disobedient. Saul was disobedient. But look what type of guy we got. At that point, God let Saul reign as king for 42 years after that 42 years after that disobedience 42 if you read through the book within those times Saul never went back to God to say I'm sorry he never went back and repented for that disobedience that he did within those 42 years he never said anything to God and God let him reign as king so have you ever been through that where you know you messed up and you were in your calling and God still let you do what you do. I've been there. I've been there where I messed up and God didn't take any blessings from me. I've been there where God knocked on the door and said, Jamarcus, I'm telling you what you're doing right now. I can see the outcome. And he didn't steal from me. He didn't take anything from me. He let me still go on the path because he loves us. It's because it's grace. In the Bible, he says he wakes up every day, not just on Mondays, not on Tuesdays, but every day. And his grace is renewed. See, he let us do that. Every, he let me go through every single day when I was reigning as king, when he anointed me, the blessing that he gave me. And I was still messing up. So don't think that, oh, he won't let you continue on with the blessing. Oh, he's going to let you continue on. He's going to let you get to a certain point. So Saul continued on as king until one day. God said, you know what? I'm going to give him another chance, Sam. I'm going to give him one more. And in, in the book, you can read it. Go in the word. He says, Samuel, go tell Saul to go these people and kill everybody. I'm talking about mama, kids, sheep, the lizards. I mean, God, hey, God wasn't playing. God said, everybody, I want them dead. Everybody, you better not bring back nobody. 
All I know is everybody about to be gone. So Sam said, hey, Saul, listen, man, I'm giving you the word. God say, go over there and wipe out everybody. Don't bring nobody back. Don't be trying to hide them sheep and them cows. I'm telling you, kill them all. Sam went there. I mean, Saul went over there. They did their thing. And what he do? Saul spared the king. And then he brought back the finest sheep, the best cows, the best chickens. He brought them back to his kingdom. He heard. Look, how many times have we been there and we heard what God was saying? We heard what he was telling us to do. He, We heard Jamarcus. Don't get in that car. Jamarcus. Ignore that test message. Jamarcus. Don't slide in them DMs. How many of us heard that? Yeah, I'm being transparent right now. I'm going to live my word, but you ask yourself what you heard. Those, those literally, I mean, great instructions. We all have that time before we do something wrong. And me and E was talking about this, and I believe it's when God slows down time. Right before you about to do something bad, time tends to slow down. And a thought process comes in and it says, you don't got to do this. How many of us heard God do that? It was a speed bump that God was putting in. Somebody either called you right before you was about to do something wrong. You, you, you didn't have enough gas and you still found a way to get there. I'm, I'm, I'm giving you I'm giving you examples because I know this is what we go through. See, we God put something in the way and we still walked around it or still drove over him trying to stop us from doing something wrong. We did. We ignored the instructions that God gave us to not go down that path. Saul heard it all. And you know what happened? His pride became his fall. And that's just like me. And that's just like a lot of us. Our pride gets in the way. Well, we think, you know what? I'll be fine. I'll, I'll, I'll make a way and I'll, I'll get out of it. Listen to what you're saying. You're not saying God is going to get me out of it. You're not saying God is going to find a way. You're saying I, at that point in time, you're putting yourself higher than God. At that point in time, you're bloated by self-importance. At that point in time, you're still winning in a losing season. Ah. So after this, God said, that's it. God said, it's enough. God said, I'm taking my anointment away from us all. And Samuel broke down in tears. Hey, oh, man, this part right here, though, I, I, I skipped over this when I read it. But now it's coming to me. I felt so bad for Samuel that he was crying over Saul because God took away his anointment. I'm going to ask you, who's crying over you right now because your anointment is leaving? Who's crying over you right now because they see which way you're going? Don't let them cry over you right now. Right. So. Have you another thing like have you ever been like God had a plan right there? And this was the first time I ever read where God was like a great coach and general manager because he made an audible. I never like I missed so many times in the Bible where God made an audible like the great coaches of the NFL, like, you know, Bill Belichick or Andy Reid. They're so great because they can they, they make 
They make audibles within a game. See, a lot of us go into life with a game plan. You know, today's Monday, so I'm going to pray, uh, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that, and I should be fine for the entire day. I'm telling you, I'll be great. And then what happens? Life hits us right in the head. <laughs> your tire gets flat on the way to work. Soon as you walk into the job, they're asking you why you late. When you didn't text somebody and told them you was going to be late. Now they're telling you because you late today, you got to come in early another day. And that was the day you were supposed to go to your school with your kids and, and you know, eat lunch with them. So now you got to come home and tell the kids you can't do it. So now your wife is mad. See, this is how life goes. You went into Monday with a full game sheet. And you was like, oh, man, I, I listen to Tasha Cobbs on the way. I pray. Oh, Monday is going to be great. And then life hits you. And right then and there, you know why you're not good? Because you can't call an audible. <laughs> you're, you, you're not the coach. See, we, we, we're forgetting. We're just the players. See, once the player starts trying to act like the coach and call the plays, what team has ever won with a player coach? What team has ever won with a player on the field was also the coach. Ha! If you're the player, you can't see everything. That's why you have a coach and a player. See, because the coach can see everything that's happening and be like, I need to call an audible, just like God did with Saul. See, he has something in permanent. He already said it, that Saul is the king. He already had it. But see, Saul messed up. So what God had to do, he had to use some correction tape. Ah, He had to use some stuff to get him out the way. He had to tell him, you know what? He was permanent, but I can correction tape this over and put in somebody new. And that's what he did. He told Samuel, I'm going to anoint someone else because Saul ain't cutting it. Right. But he didn't steal Saul out of king. Not even yet. He still kept him as king, even though he anointed Daniel after that. See, God already said, Daniel, you're going to be the king, but we're going to let Saul continue to ride this out because Saul in the Bible fell on his own sword. If you continue to read, no, he fell on his own sword. He fell on his own pride. See, he fell on him winning in a losing season. This is what all this is getting to. This is how all this is coming about. See, you got to start tying in everything to everything. And I'm going to end it. And I'm going to end this off with my last little point on this. It's tying in another person. One of my favorite people of the Bible, Paul. See, Paul wasn't always winning. Paul was, win I mean, sorry. Paul wasn't always winning to win. See, Paul was winning and losing the seasons as well. See, we always find Paul when he's at the end and he didn't already wrote, you know, the great books of the chapter, the one thirds of the of the New Testament. That's what we find Paul at. But we forget to find Paul when his name was Saul, when he was out here Christian killing. See, when he was out here trying to chase down the disciples that was passing on the word of God. See, we forgot about that one. Why? Because we never want to talk about winning in a losing season. See, Saul thought he had it going on. See, he was born by these, by these parents who named him. He was great at what he was doing. He was great for locking up people that was spreading the word of God. He was, lock, he was great at locking up and hunting down disciples. See, back in the day, Saul was the Mandalorian of the Star Wars. He had on all his armor that he thought that could take care of everything. And he was doing all this great stuff. But Saul didn't know one thing. He was winning in a losing season. See, Saul didn't understand what was going on beyond where he was looking at. But I'm going to ask you now, 
Who needs to get on the road to Demarcus Whitney? Who needs to sit on that road like Paul did and seen a shining light and it struck out to him and it called him by his name, Saul, Saul. Who out there is on that road right now and hearing their name called out like mine, Jamarcus, Jamarcus, what are you doing? And I had to call out, Lord, who art thou? Who are you? And he spoke right back to me and he told me, son, you're, you're winning in a losing season. I can get you to where you need to be. But see, you need to change up some things about what you're doing. Oh, yeah, I'm not taking away the gifts that I gave you because I gave them to you. So I know what you're great at, and I know where you're great at. I know your stats. I know that you can score a triple-double. I know you can put up the numbers, but your team is still losing around you. Your family is still struggling. See, everything that's going on, your kids, they're not where they need to be right now. See, you're not, you're not raising them how they need to be raised because you're only worrying about your stats. Your wife right now, oh, she could be so much greater, but you only letting the shine come on you. Are you going to be where you need to be so the household can rise? See, I was walking down that road that Saul was walking on. See, I was on that path that Saul was walking on. And I'm asking out there, who needs to meet me on that same path? You need to get on that path, on that road that Saul was on so that God can shine that light on you so that you can hear your name be called out. So you can switch up the cities where you at. So God can put the right players around you to cover up your weakness. You can't let your weakness be exposed. I'm going to get real hood right now. Because that's where I'm from. So I need to break it down to y'all. See, I was about to end it and God started speaking to me again. So I'm going to go to the streets with y'all. You ever been in a fight where you know you about to get jumped? And you already see the fight in front of you? And the only thing you thinking in your head is, man, I just got to keep my guard up. If I fall, I just got to keep my guard up. That's all I got to do. And that same fight with Satan. You got to know you going into a battle. You ain't by yourself. You got God behind you in this battle. You got Jesus behind you in this battle. So guess what? You ain't got to back into a corner because you no longer getting jumped. See, you all this time we walking out here thinking we about to get jumped by Satan, thinking we about to get jumped by life. But you forgot that you're not alone in this. Yolanda Adams said it best. This battle ain't yours. Not only is he going to be behind you so you ain't got to get backed up, he going to going to equip you with some weapons. He's going to give you the Bible, which is said is your sword that you're supposed to take out every single day. See, in this fight, we are not alone. You got a team around you that's going to cover up the weaknesses, that's going to bring your losing seasons into some dubs. You understand what I'm saying? See, you good out here. You got to stop thinking you alone. That's Satan trying to come into you to put fear in your heart. And we talked about it earlier. Soon as you get fear, you start doing foolish things. Take those foolish things out. Take that fear out of nothing. God says you ain't got to be fearful about nothing but me. You ain't got to be scared about nothing but me. You should fear no man walking this earth. That's what God has put inside of you. Get out of that backed up corner. Get out of that backed up corner, brothers and sisters. Come on out and step out. Step out because you know you got God behind you. Step out because it's time to stop winning and losing seasons. My God. Whoo. My God, I hope somebody heard it. I hope somebody has 
sat here and listened to this and understood that it is time for us to stop winning and losing seasons. Stop letting it, stop letting the Satan think that, hey man, just keep doing you. Your accolades is what's gonna bring everything. Your accolades is what's gonna bring us home. Your accolades outside of the household is what's gonna make inside of the household better. No, brothers, you gotta stop. We gotta stop. God has already said, we've all seen the Instagram stuff. We all seen a little umbrella, right? The umbrella is God and the husband and then everything underneath that. It cannot go no other way. You gotta be, you gotta do great outside the household to be good inside the household. Man, hey, gotta take a sip of water on this one, boy. Hey, this has been good. This has been good. I, I mean, I've been missing this for so long. We've been in a hiatus for two weeks. And God, this, this everything that came out was what God had inside of me. And I've been ready to explode. I've been ready to let it all out because this word was not only for me. This is a walking testimony. This was the journey that I was on. This is everything that I got. My trials and troubles. How I thought better. I was better than those. My pride was in the way. I was Saul. I got to ask y'all out there. How many of you, how many of y'all are Saul right now? How many of y'all are anointed by God and you know you're calling, but you're being disobedient? You're letting pride get in the way. You're letting everything around you get in the way of your calling. How many of y'all are Saul right now? If that's you, it's never too late. It's never too late to make a change. It's never too late to turn and repent. Get on that road like 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 Paul did. Let God call out your name. And when he calls out your name, drop to your knees and call back out to him. That's all you got to do. That's all God is waiting for. That's all he's doing is waiting for you to just pay attention to the blessing. All right, man. Bro Talk Nation, I thank you for being faithful people. I thank you for being faithful subscribers uh to the youtube the facebook the instagram page um i just I, i'm man i'm so grateful um like i said man send up prayers uh for my brother e to give him strength to bring spirit back up so that we can continue on because this is not the end of winning in a losing season this mini series is what god wanted us to be on this is just the first episode but man um hey like my brother E say, until next time, bro talk, we out. Wow. Wow. Wow.